0: This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. School-age bullying happens to one in five students, but one expert says the actual number of bullying incidents may be higher. How can parents protect their kids from bullies, and how can parents of bullies recognize the problem?
1: 50 to 75 percent of bullying situations are never reported. It's either fear of retaliation, or things would get worse, or they just plain don't trust adults to take care of the situation.
0: Then, a medical doctor says dyslexia should be seen as a different pattern of brain organization It can have real advantages. There's not a precise cutoff between people with dyslexia and people who are not dyslexic, but more of a continuity. So we're talking really a third of the population that this is relevant for. Stay tuned. InfoTrack begins after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. A sizable number of students report being bullied at school, but the actual number of bullying events may be much higher than reported. Here with the story InfoTracks Gina Tedesco.
2: Gina? Thanks, Chris. Federal officials say about 20 percent of students ages 12 to 18 nationwide have experienced bullying. Joining us now with tips for kids, parents, and schools to fight the problem is Pamela Gockley. She holds a Centers for Disease Control certification as a bullying prevention specialist. Ms. Gockley, what characteristics in some children can make them more vulnerable to bullies?
1: There's a couple of uh, things that Kids will display the signs, so a lot of times if a child is smaller or they're very, very shy or they seem to have not as many friends and they are more of a loner, sometimes that can make a student or a child be a target for a bully.
2: And give us a few tips on how parents, in particular, can help prevent their kids from being bullied.
1: They need to talk about this. This is a real subject, and it happens so very, very often, and it's a learned behavior. So what we can do as parents and adults in our communities is support children so they have self-awareness, so they are confident, and they know they have a support system. When children think they're alone or it's their fault things are happening, it kind of snowballs, and it kind of gets worse. So really being in touch with your child, A lot of parents I speak to who have children who have committed suicide or hurt themselves, they always say they're the happiest-go-lucky kids. Well, you have to be able to check in at a real emotional level with the kids and just watch what they do, not always what they say.
2: And do you encourage parents to help children plan ahead for what they would say if someone bullies them? And if so, give us maybe a couple of examples of what they might say.
1: Absolutely. This is a great role playing thing around the kitchen table. A lot of times my biggest advice for students is run away. There is absolutely no shame from putting a distance between yourself and the bully. And a lot of times children don't want to report bullying because they don't feel comfortable or they'll be a snitch. And you have to talk about those stereotypes and those labels as well. But you always have to make sure your child feels safe and secure. And if they're armed with some things to say, like get away from me or just walk away, just get away. And if you see somebody being bullied, it's always good to put yourself in a position that you can support the person who's being bullied. If there's any kind of violence, again, it needs to be reported to a trusted adult.
2: Okay, so let's take those one at a time, the reporting part. Now, you mentioned that a child could be hesitant to report bullying, fearing retribution. But do you recommend in that case that if they really are afraid that they report the incident at least anonymously? Is that an option?
1: Absolutely. It has to be reported. The CDC estimates 50 to 75 percent of bullying situations are never reported. It's either fear of retaliation or things will get worse. So they just plain don't trust adults to take care of the situation. Also, different states offer different types of programs. We're in Pennsylvania. We have an anonymous safe to say, which students can use and adults can use. But having this discussion and keeping it alive, that will eliminate the stigma around this topic.
2: And do you encourage parents to talk to their kids who witness bullying? What sorts of things could friends or just bystanders say to a child who's been bullied to help the child feel a little more reaffirmed?
1: Right, that empathy and compassion. I'm so sorry this happened to you. Do you want to sit down? Do you want to talk? Do you just want to sit here? Sometimes not talking is just being physically present with somebody can have a very large impact on that person. There's two different types of witnesses. The one to witness is that they just stand there and they don't participate or they walk by, or there's the other kind who is egging it on and encouraging it to happen. Parents have to understand which one their child is and encourage them to be supportive in a way that makes sense at the time. The Workplace Bullying Institute also estimated 60 percent of policies actually facilitate bullying so parents have to be very aware of how their children emotionally react to different situations
2: we're visiting with pamela gockley who is a certified specialist on preventing bullying when a counselor or school administrator does get a report of bullying what can that school official do
1: Again, the number one thing is to take it seriously. Estimated through the CDC is that 74% of bullying starts with verbal. That gives us a great opportunity to make sure that we take care of the verbal bullying because if verbal bullying is not addressed, it can very easily move into physical bullying. And then we get into the fights and then the violence and the gun violence and the hate and the anger so we have as adults have to understand 74 percent of bullying starts verbally and that means we can hear it so sometimes people don't hear it or they hear it and they don't know what to do about it or they just plain ignore it so we prefer the solving the part <laughs> to addressing that verbal bullying with both the bully and the target
2: and the solving, that would be maybe calling the bully into the office, having a discussion perhaps, and letting them know there will be consequences, would it not?
1: Absolutely. And also giving them other options. What is their perception? Why do they feel they need to have influence or control over others? We found that that self-awareness and that confidence piece is also lacking in the bully. They just respond in different ways. And that's a big leap for some people. People don't understand the bully is also not confident and has little to no self-awareness.
2: And although it's probably tough for a parent to imagine about their child, but what are the signs that your child is a bully?
1: It's more of a mindset as well. If they suddenly start coming home with things that they can't afford, um, you know, physically can't afford, or if there's a little bit more attention from the school district, or if they start getting into a little trouble where law enforcement gets involved, or they're isolating themselves, or their mood swings they can get very angry very quickly, which is out of context of what's actually happening. So those are the things you know you need to watch for and those are signs that are not verbal. They are all physical signs that you have to watch what they're doing.
2: And briefly, sometimes bullying is characterized as something else. Do you think that in recent years that hazing on college campuses amounts to bullying?
1: Absolutely. And it's just rising to a level that is causing more violence and more harm to our youth. So absolutely, bullying. We feel harassment and hazing is a sign of bullying. Absolutely.
2: Now, there are resources such as StopBullying.gov to help parents, school officials, and others. What other resources do you recommend?
1: Well, our website, thecamelproject.org, has a lot of resources, a lot of studies, all for free. And there's also contact information if parents or schools or communities feel it's out of hand that they need somebody else to come in. Bullying happens a lot. It's not only to them, but it's not their fault. And when it becomes their fault, that's when we get violence, suicide, and homicide, which is the leading cause of death of our kids right now.
2: Pamela Gockley, a certified specialist on preventing bullying. Thank you very much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for keeping this conversation alive. For
2: InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. Next, the hidden potential of those
0: with dyslexia. That story coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this.